Today is Friday, October 13th, 2023. Welcome to the mostly peaceful day of jihad. Hamas calls for a global day of jihad as Biden projects weakness around the world. Steve Scalise has dropped out of the race for speaker. Will we see Speaker Jim Jordan? We have actually a member of Congress joining us soon. Representative Corey Mills will be on the program just fresh off of going and saving American lives in Israel, along with the great Mike Cernovich, who will be joining the show, who has some very interesting takes on the current moment in time. Obviously, a prophet, Mike Cernovich. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Quick uh, little personal thing here. Don't need to spend too much time on it. Uh, God is the author of life and death. There was a, a death in the family. Uh, wasn't a, uh, All death is a tragedy. However, this was a, 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 a patriarch of the family who had lived a long and wonderful life, surrounded by his children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, uh, passed on into this world peacefully. Uh, this was my wife's grandfather. And uh, so we were there uh, making sure that that event happened at you know, again, like th these are things that sometimes you just need to take a pause, right? Just take a pause. And so that's what we did. Um, and so we appreciate your patience, uh, of course, as we uh, mourned and also as we celebrated, uh, obviously, the w the wonderful gift of life uh, that our Lord and our God uh, has given to us. And so that's what we were doing for the last couple of days. Uh, we are now back and everyone is at peace and also everyone is safe. Uh, and I hope I'm, I'm kind of glad I don't have to travel today, to be honest with you, because as we as we have returned home, uh, we are now uh, seeing a very interesting little uptick in chaos and crisis around the world. We've missed a few things this week. We do dearly uh, apo apologize for that. Uh, we know that the world is spinning quite quickly on its axle. And so you can see here the global day of jihad, but please look at it through this lens. Ground news. This is an article today from Ground News. This is on Hamas calling for a global jihad around the world. Now, be careful. You best come packing today. You best make sure that you are protected but the way that you protect yourself is actually knowing where your news comes from and also the bias of that news. This is why I use ground news. Even though I was offline for the last couple of days, I was keeping up with the news. Looking here at ground news right now, this app and this website will tell you exactly what the mainstream media, corporate media narratives are on this story. You can see here left versions of this story, right versions of the story, center versions of the story, and it sorts out your news based on the politics of the site, the leading uh, biases of the site. It's actually a super cool program. You're able to see both sides. I obviously am very honest about the bent at which I come from in the world. You guys know my family, you know my children, you know where I come from spiritually, uh, and I think that's really important. I think that's really important. We're not robots, right? But it's also valuable to see, you can see there on the other column, like which sides of the corporate press are covering the story. It's amazing. You can use my link right now, ground.news slash Benny to get 30% off unlimited access to their pro plan with as little as $1 a month. I really like this company. I like what they are doing. We need more transparency in media. We need more independence in media. And this is groundnews.com slash Benny. Use the link in the description. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now seeing across the globe the results of the Hamas call for violence. Really amazing here. Okay. So as you can look, you look around the country and you see various 
especially inside of our academia, academic institutions, uh, abject fealty to Hamas. I've never seen it. I, I mean, I, I actually really like this current moment. Okay. Now I've been itching to actually talk about it. I really like this moment because what you see here is now the mask is off. Okay. Now, some people raise your hand. If you've been calling BLM a terrorist organization, uh, for the last three years, some people have been saying, wait a second. Well, if it talks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a terrorist organization. Okay. If they terrorize people and they burn things down and they murder people, well, then they're a terrorist organization. You saw BLM embrace Hamas, embrace like the murderous terrorist ideology uh, of Islamic Jihad uh, and Jihad against white people, Christians, Jews, civilization. You, you were able to, to, to see them straight up make icons. Look at this. They're turning the guys in the parachutes, the people who parachuted in to a music festival to rape and pillage, take hostages, slaughter people and burn them alive. Like they've turned it into an iconoclast uh, uh, freedom fighter symbol. Th they're making superheroes out of these people. So thank you, actually. Like, thank you. Breaking news this morning, some of the biggest uh, billionaire funders of Harvard have pulled all of their funds from Harvard. There are multi There's a guy named Bill Ackman who is leading a revolt saying, if you signed a petition to say that you are a terrorist sympathizer, you will never get a job on Wall Street. You will never get a job in the S&P 500. Good, actually. You are starting to see the FAFO cycle of life happen to these people. It's about damn time. What happened to all the corporations who supported Black Lives Matter? Did they support this too? Hey, uh, Coca-Cola, Bank of America, Target. Like, you guys support Hamas as well? Let's get everyone on the record about this. Really, really important time. Really important time to also stay strapped. Please stay safe. We have a firearm wall right behind me. My uh, family is protected. Your family should be too. Not, I mean, that's just me as a loving father and a protective husband uh, telling you that now is absolutely the time uh, to go pick up uh, the firearm of your choosing. Okay. Important time. Important time to stay like strapped. Okay. Don't be lacking. Don't be lacking in this current time. Ladies and gentlemen, there is uh, increased security all around the Capitol. Let's just run through some of the headlines here because the uh, global, mostly peaceful day of jihad has been kicked off with BLM's full backing. All right. So remember that, all you who posted the black square. So the Capitol now has increased security all around it. Uh, there are going to be, I was in D.C. yesterday as we were flying back down to Florida. Uh, there was a huge, uh, for, you could see like a militarized force at the Capitol. Sergeant at Army, United States Capitol Police are aware uh, uh, regarding the day of rage on Friday, October 13th. Friday the 13th. Spooky. U.S. Capitol grounds, the Senate offices will continue to monitor uh, safety. We will make sure that the socialists inside of Congress do not pull any fire alarms. That's what that's what the rest of it says. Don't don't worry about reading it. That's what they said. Please, commies, don't pull the fire alarms. Looking at you, Jamal Bowman. Certain areas of the Capitol will be restricted for senators, staff, and official business visitors. Capitol Visitor Center will continue normal operations. Tour group will be able to uh, go on tours. But again, there were really uh, muscular police presences at the Capitol. I drove right by the U.S. Capitol yesterday on our way out of town. Please, Lord, get us out of town and back home safely. Thank you for that. Uh, so now we are beginning to see the Day of Rage manifest. 
ladies and gentlemen. We have some horrible things, some horrible news to bring to you, okay, as the uh, conflict in Gaza and Israel spirals. So the day of rage has begun. The Hamas chief, Khalid Massal, called for Muslims around the world to take action. So what do we have so far? A teacher in France has been stabbed. This teacher was in Aris, Aris, France. A man yelled Alu Akbar and then stabbed this man. In Beijing, China, an Israeli embassy employee was also stabbed by a knife-wielding maniac. Palestinian protesters in Jordan have clashed with police and they are trying to break through into the occupied, uh, the Israeli-occupied West Bank. That's not the right way to say this because it's all Israel. You do understand there's no such thing as Palestine. Please don't say Palestine. Not a real place. There is Israel. That's it. It's all Israel. They're, work, they're working it out, okay? It's not going great. But there's one guy who's in, uh, the owner of the house, and then there are people who are squatters. And they're fighting, okay? But there, there is no such thing as a formal Palestine right now. Very important to note that. So when you see stuff, I ripped Fox News because they were like, they were like, here, Palestine, like putting it in their Chiron. It's not, it's not. There's no such thing as a formal Palestine. It's all Israel. It's all Israel and under Israeli control, which is why it's really stupid to attack the people who provide your water and electricity, right? You're pretty dumb. Your food, water, electricity, like that seems like a bad thing. If you are a squatter inside of someone's house, then you probably shouldn't like attack them if they have the capacity to turn off your water and food and electricity. Seems like a bad move. Seems like a stupid move. I, I hope, really hope we get to the point where we can uh, begin to talk about the man who brought peace to the Middle East, a guy named Donald Trump, and uh, the fifth column of globalists who actually stopped the Palestinians from being part of the Abraham Accords. You know that? It's like John Kerry went and met with a Palestinian leader and convinced them not to be part of the Abraham Accords. Well, that's pretty evil. They want, these people want the war, man. These people want the war. So we're looking here at uh, Jordan. We have a clip here. These are people storming the border. There's a border with Jordan. Uh, Jordan and Israel have now a peaceful relationship. Uh, Jordan was at war with Israel some 70 years ago. Now there's a peaceful relationship, but the people inside of Jordan are trying to essentially like create a wall, an army like of civilians to storm Israel. Not a great plan. Not a great plan. Watch. <laughs> So not good. There are, are more. Uh, there's more footage of the Jordanian border. People have apparently broken through. So we'll keep monitoring this situation. Here's what it looks like: them breaking through the Israeli, the Israeli border. There again, Jordan does not have an adversarial relationship with Egypt. You can go right up to the Jordanian border. You can cross over, bend up Israel. I'm sorry, forgive me. I said Egypt. <laughs> Speaking of Egypt, where are the humanitarian corridors? You know, Egypt hasn't opened up any before Gaza. Hasn't opened up any. So over the last 24 hours, Israel is dropping all these leaflets and pamphlets on northern Gaza. The goal here militarily is to create a no civilian zone, like essentially a no go zone between northern Gaza where they can launch all the rockets and southern Gaza. Gaza is like a little strip of land, like a little because the geography here is actually quite important. Gaza is like a little strip of land and all of the attacks, of course, come from this little node in north of Gaza. So what the Israeli military is going to do over the next 24 hours is going to just level the place and say there is no more develop no more development is going to take place here because what you're doing is you're just building up a military capacity right on our border sound familiar 
Something like something is happening here in this country? Well, ladies and gentlemen, there was an attack in China and an Israeli embassy employee, apparently a high-level Israeli embassy employee, was stabbed on the street uh, in a horrific attack uh, and was like clearly bloodied, uh, bludgeoned, um, and was stabbed. I guess we'll get into exactly what's going on here. Uh, in France, again, a teacher killed in a knife attack uh, while somebody yelled, Alu Akbar. So we are beginning to, of course, see the destruction of the world at the hands of the resident in the White House, the hands of the incompetence, the people who continue the lead from behind uh, policies of Barack Obama. We're, don't you worry. We will uh, we will get we'll, Barack Obama. We'll get to Barack Obama here in a second. Believe that. Here's Gaza. Just important for you to see here. But Gaza and the West Bank. The West Bank is not completely occupied by Palestinian by the Palestinian authorities, but they, you know, have sway over certain areas. You can see Jordan there shares a very long border with Israel. So if Jordanians come running across that border, not great. That's what happened again in a in a war that Israel handily won um, about seventy years ago, uh, where Israel actually conquered all of the Egyptian peninsula there, uh, all the way to Sinai. You can see there Gaza, that little strip. So what Israel is going to do, there's an enormous amount of development, you know, so from that little strip, they can fire rockets into Tel Aviv. You can see how close it is. They could fire rockets that presumably hit Jerusalem. Uh, from that little strip, they're just going to clear, they're just going to wipe that off the face of the earth. That's what Israel is about to do. They're dropping leaflets and they're saying goodbye. Like you're done. And then if you're going to fire your rockets, we're going to like push, you know, you're going to want to push you all the way back to the Egyptian border here. Um, and that's what happens. When you depend on people for your water and your food supply and your electricity, uh, and then you go and trash their house and kill their dog, uh, well, don't expect it to end well. Here in here stateside, there are people with Palestinians' flags blocking traffic in New York City. Not going great. Uh, large, large Jewish population in New York City. I wonder if they'll start voting Republican. Watch. So that's not going to be super popular, I don't think, stopping traffic in New York. But get ready for a lot more of this. There are so many clips coming out that are just absolutely bloody horrifying of academia where there are just straight up Hamas protests on campus saying, yes, we are in favor of this. We love this. More of it. And so it's really nice to like finally see the mask off moment. It's actually kind of awesome. Like, eat your dog food. Do it. Eat the dog food. I want you to take the pill. You have absorbed, you globalists, have absorbed these sick ideologies into your little lexicon of political activism bases. And you love having these little bases that you can, like, act, you could punch a button, you know, the Palestine BLM button. And you fused all of these sick terrorist loving ideologies together on one on, on one message now that is starting to become very clear. Anti-colonialism. What does anti-colonialism mean? Anti-white, anti-Christian, anti-Jewish, anti-Western civilization. That's what it means. That's what it means. Anti-colonialism means effectively that whatever exists right now, as long as we feel di like we are dispossessed, no matter who that is, no matter what person that is, we will go and destroy it. We have the right to destroy it. That is the narrative that you are beginning to see manifest here. Don't give a monster a cookie, baby. 
gonna want gonna uh, gonna want some milk. And now we are seeing the moment that the monster gets very hungry. The modern day left has created this monster again. We will never stop showing it. Here at the BLM, dude, BLM just straight up making iconoclast freedom fighter superheroes of these Hamas murderers. Like these guys went and murdered and raped and pillaged and killed old people and women. And here's BLM saying they're our heroes. Never, ever, ever, ever forget. Oh, and here's like statements from BLM saying they support them. So what's going on here? Some interesting things. It's big forces at play. Sometimes there are decades when nothing happens, and then there are days when decades happens. And we are living through those times right now. So it's, it's tough to really know which side you should wind up on. And people are now you're splitting the right. You know, you have sort of like the Ben Shapiro wing, and then you have the Tucker wing, and now Tucker and Ben Shapiro are fighting. You have like the splitting of the right on this issue. And we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it here. Uh, Michael McFaul, who's a member of Congress, who's been really, you know, he's Mr. National Security, is saying that this was just a massive, massive intelligence failure to the tune of September 11th. September 11th was a massive intelligence failure. Now, that leads to a lot of other questions. But here, have a listen. We heard from the administration. There seems to have been a failure of intelligence as well. Uh, we're not quite sure how we missed it. We're not quite sure how Israel Missed it. We know that it, it, Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event, event like this could happen. We know that this had been planned perhaps as long as a year ago. The other concern. So Egypt was warning Israel about this. Israel didn't take action. What's going on? I mean, I'm starting to get 9-11 vibes here, right, where there were all these flashing red light warnings and nobody did anything. And it, le it, like, it leads you to say, like, why? Why were these, why were these intelligence failures? Like, qui bono, right? Like, why, like, these intelligence failures, why? How? Really, really important to ask yourself these questions in moments like this. And also extremely important to understand the forces at play, the global forces at play. Because you're starting to see U.S. aircraft carriers be moved into the region. The Secretary of Defense is in Israel right now. Like... You know, is this a trap to get us caught up again in another Middle Eastern war? Which is, of course, the way that you destroy empires. The destruction of every great empire, Greece, Rome, it always comes from entanglements in foreign wars. And that is the one thing that I am, like, steadfast on. Now, there is a clip going around where Ben Shapiro is going after Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson going after Ben Shapiro. I want you to see it because what's starting to happen is now the the our movement is starting to break in half, right? Well, that's pretty convenient for people that want to control the country. Pretty convenient because we there was a moment just seconds ago, actually be before we had our little family break here, uh, everyone was united against Ukraine funding. Like there was this incredible moment where we were all kind of like, "What the hell are these people doing? Sue for peace? You you lost. You got to move on." Like we like everyone was on the there was this coalition, very fragile coalition uniting. That was like, we're done with these globalist wars. It's going to bankrupt us. It's done. These are empire killers. And then here we go back at it again. And they're going to try and drag American troops in. Mark my words. That's next. They're going to try and drag American troops in. They want Americans in there now. 
Americans have been killed, and this is absolutely horrific. But is it an act of war? Well, I'll leave that for the philosophers uh, to determine. Does that mean American boots on the ground? I mean, in, in horrible tragedies, Americans get killed abroad. Does that mean all-out all out war? More importantly, what happens on our soil next? Our border's been open. There are thousands of people on the terrorist watch list that have poured into our country. They've been released. What happens next year? Keep your head on a swivel today, please. Keep your head on a swivel. Is this how they get, I'm just asking questions here. We're just trying to make up for lost time. Are they trying to get Joe Biden? Is this how they get Joe Biden out of office? This is an interesting theory. Do they get Joe Biden out of office by just, like the attack happens on, imagine the political catastrophe that is this open border policy. And then an attack happens. It's tied directly to the open border. You, there's no surviving it. Joe Biden has to drop out. Joe Biden must drop out. There is no other way. There is no other way. That is the that is the that is the end. Not any of the stuff with Hunter, not any of the laptop stuff. That stuff is hideous. He should have already been impeached for that. But dude, if something happens here and it's because of his open border, which of course it will be, manifestly so. Well, then there's no there's no political escape hatch there. You're just done. You probably resign. At this point, at that point you then you just resign, right? Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in dangerous times. We are living in dangerous times. So we got Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson uh, ha at war. And then you have Vivek Ramaswamy and Sean Hannity at war. I want to show you both sides of this. And I want to tell you where I stand on this, obviously, as somebody who has uh, daughters and sons, somebody who has little children here. Uh, guys, like I'm anti-sending our children to foreign wars, period. End line, end done, line in the sand, okay? Shouldn't have gone to Iraq, shouldn't have gone to Afghanistan, and I am going to be intellectually disciplined on that point. I am against, I am, I am in favor of George Washington's second, uh, George Washington's uh, departure from office speech, his farewell address, saying the most important job of this country is going to be not no foreign entanglement in wars and no spilling of our blood for foreign nations. No, is the empire killer. And he was damn right 250 years ago when he said those words. And so, ladies and gentlemen, now you're starting to see our movement fracture. Ben Shapiro is on one side. Tucker's on another side. Tucker's very much like the, like, let's care about our homeland here. Tucker made the point that, like, politicians spend all this time talking about Ukraine and all this time talking about Israel and no time talking about the war that is being fought on our soil, which is the poisoning of our of Americans, 100,000 a year at least, die of fentanyl that's created in China, shipped over the open border in Mexico to slaughter us. Where's that focus? Where's the unified party focus on that war? Like, isn't that important too? Here's Tucker's point and then Ben's point. And again, I, I want to add my voice to that because I'm a human being. But oh, sure you do. The you sound very outraged. The outrage among Republican presidential candidates was so much more intense. One of them took to a bullhorn and started yelling about it. I get it. But no one would think to do that about the 100,000 American young people murdered every year. And they because who them. are you yelling at? Who are you yelling at? First of all, people are on bullhorns yelling about drug overdoses and the open border all the time. All the time. What is he even talking about? What he's attempting to do is minimize what happened in Israel. He's not attempting to maximize what happened in the United States. He's attempting to minimize as though 
America can't walk and chew gum, morally speaking, at the same time, which is absurd. And those two things are nothing alike. I'm sorry, that is not alike. It is not alike for drug smugglers to smuggle drugs over the border, which someone then takes and shoves into their arm and then they dive in overdose. That is not the same thing. I promise you, it is not the same thing as a terrorist breaking into your home and murdering your children in their beds in front of you and dragging your wife off to be raped in Gaza. That is not the same thing. Pretending that it is, is immoral. It's a moral blight. It's idiocy. It's just moral stupidity at the highest level. Of course, we should care about what happens with fentanyl. Of course, we should care about we should close our border. Have I been unclear about this? Of course, America should have closed borders when it comes to this sort of stuff. I'm on the same side as Tucker on that. I just don't understand why he's not on my side when it comes to Hamas has to be wiped off the face of the earth. What? So tensions are high. I think there's a nuance there in that in that argument, by the way. Between Tucker and Ben, and I think they're missing. I think they're missing each other here on these on these arguments. And I think that Tucker's T- Tucker has a worldview, and as somebody who's you know I I worked for T- for Tucker's online publication, like I I I I I know his worldview quite well. Uh, I've written with Tucker. I I'm friends with. I mean, you know, I'm able to communicate and share ideas with Tucker. Like I I'm. I manifestly understand his worldview, and of course, I understand like that Ben also has this deep and abiding. You know, it is a personal thing, right? When Israel is attacked, this is a personal thing for Ben. So it's like where Tucker comes from is this Pax Americana isolationist wing of the Republican Party, in stating why are we so obsessed with global matters. When everything is decaying here at home and nobody seems to be interested in the decay here at home and everyone seems to be obsessed with Ukraine's border and not ours. And that is a rightful gripe. That is a true and honest gripe. And that doesn't supersede or take away from the fact that barbarians went across a border and then murdered. That happens to us every single day. Like, it's like, like. Can, can we agree that that happens to America every single day? How many illegal criminal migrants have like slaughtered people in the street? Like, like and just here in Florida, just up the road here in Florida, an illegal criminal migrant welcomed into this country with a red carpet by Joe Biden, slaughtered a woman and her child, ran a stoplight, drunk, blackout drunk, killed a baby, killed an American baby. Well, is that not terrorism? Is that not also terrorizing? What if you're the father of that baby? I believe the mother was in the car. I'm not sure if the mother uh, was killed or not, but the child was. Well, isn't that terrorism? Isn't that a the dead baby uh, via the violation of our border? And and where's the outrage over that? Right? Like, where's the money? Where where are the, where's the political will to spend American money and to militarize our border? Which, of course, that's an act of war, right? Last week, we showed you a Venezuelan flag that was planted on American soil as a bunch of Venezuelans poured into our country. Why would you do that? You're not a migrant in that scenario. You are an invader. You are a conqueror. You are issuing conquest. You are declaring conquest of this land. You're not leaving anything. You're not fleeing anything. But the people who have created those policies have their own evil designs, and they also have their own cheerleaders in corporate press. Sean Hannity is one of them. Sean Hannity had this humiliating exchange with Vivek Ron Swamy last night where 
he said that Vivek isn't qualified to be president because he hasn't done enough time in, working for the federal government or for defense contractors. Who, baby? The, you, what you are hearing is the, the what you are hearing is the crumbling of the old conservative guard here. Sean Hannity being one of the last pillars uh, trying to hold it up. Watch. Well, Sean, I, I think that it depends on what your objectives with this interview are. I voted libertarian in my first election. I voted Republican in 2020. You're right. I'm not I'll, a partisan hack. I'll, I come I'll, in from the I'll outside. I'll forgive you for your screw I'm an independent-minded I mean, patron who speaks It sounds to me like you just want to jump from the, from the private sector yourself, where you made a lot of money. By the way, I applaud capitalism. I applaud successful people. Sean, I, I applaud actually you for think, being so transparent about your objectives. I actually think that objectives. people working in the defense is, of our country, in the defense industry, are playing a vital role for the, role, role for the cause of freedom. So I don't really call it a corrupting influence or suggest that somehow that's a corrupting influence. I actually like the experience so that goes along with what we do is actually defense contractors. But I've got to listen. One of the things I loved about that interview with Tucker, one of the things I loved about the interview with Tucker was we were actually able to have a thoughtful conversation and go deep into issues rather than this kind of political gotcha. The point is this. You should watch the actual interview for what I said. Yeah, I have nothing but nice things to say. But here's your problem. People should watch it on these shows. People quote your exact words and you deny your own words. And I'm saying if you're going to be a presidential Sean, candidate and you're going to spend, you, I'm going to give you your exact words. Either you're the one, own it Sean, you have been sitting here for years talking about the fake news media. Did you play this you all been, the Sean, time. This is, I'm enjoying this. You have been laughing about the fake news media how many times for the last several years, and now you're buying the mainstream media narrative when Excuse you know how corrupt me, it is. I am this is a corrupt you, game. I am quoting your exact words. Are a problem. Did I not quote your exact words? Did I, or did, Armenia, I, did I or did I not quote your exact words? Did I quote your exact words? and Armenia, absolutely. Thank you. About Goodbye. Azerbaijan. Yes, I've got you did. time to go. About a Thank different you. topic, Azerbaijan, where people should actually well, get you should, their own information rather than filter will, through centralized media. I think it's asinine to think somebody that worked in the defense industry should not be qualified to be president. I think people that never held public office like you, maybe should, they're not qualified to be president. Oh, hey, people who've never worked for the defense industry are not qualified to be president. Let me let me show you here. These are the number these are the number of people that I would like from the defense contractor industry to be president. Here's a full list. Here is a number of people, Sean, that I would like from who have worked in government their entire lives to be president. I have a, a handy list kept for me at all times. And it goes on and on and on. You want to talk about the current battle for the Republican Party. You want to know why Steve Scalise dropped out of the speaker's race? Because they've lost. These people have lost. We've won. There, we, there's no longer corporate media psyop control of our base. We are no longer led by the nose to the slaughter for these people. I had to tell you, you're facing a very, very different Republican Party. That's why it, with round revulsion, from everyone that I respect online, this clip was shared. Lindsey Graham, this cretinous little man who's 70 years old, never been married, never had any kids, has nothing to live for, right? His kids will never go off to war. Even if he had kids, let's say he adopted some Russian kids today, some kids from China. Let's say he had kids. They would never hit the battlefield. Lindsey Graham would be able to protect them. But he doesn't have children, so he doesn't actually have 
any real stake in this country or in our wars. No one from his family will go fight in these wars. So Lindsey Graham saying we need to bomb Iran right now. We need to just get it over with. Like this is repulsive warmongering. It's despicable. It's no longer our party. This is no longer our party. We are re- we are resorting. We are now being the manifestation of the Republican Party is now a new Teddy Roosevelt party, a new bull moose party. It's awesome. And we are in charge. Nobody supported Lindsey Graham when he said this. Yes, if you're the Iranians, if we're up to me, this war escalates, I'm coming after you. I think this is what I'm trying to clarify here, because I, I, I'm wondering. Us and Israel, us and Israel. Us, the United States no, and no, Israel. Crystal clear. The United, so let me a just, let me just, um, let me just understand yeah, you, just sorry. to be clear. You're saying yeah. that you would want the United States and Israel to bomb Iran, even in the absence of direct it. evidence of their involvement in this attack. Yeah. So. Yeah. So just bom- <laughs> we're back, baby. We're back at 9-11. 20 years went by. 20 years went by and we learned nothing. This is evil. That was evil. Shame on Lindsey Graham. Despicable thing he just said there. That was evil. There were 10,000 plus Americans who died in the theaters in Iraq and Afghanistan both countries that we invaded because we just didn't know what else to do. No, ju- I mean, seriously, man, go go listen to some of the generals in the Pentagon at the time. It's the ones who are like, feel free to speak, the one who don't need to keep their security clearances to go get milked off the national defense state. Go listen to these guys. They're like, yo, they didn't have a plan. After September 11th happened, they were just like, hey, Iraq, Afghanistan, why not? There was no connection to Iraq and Afghanistan. For the September 11th attacks, you know where there was a connection? Saudi Arabia. What did we end up with do, doing with Saudi Arabia? Having better relationships and buying more oil. What? Well, don't make no sense. And now, Lindsey Graham, dude, play it again, Sam. Jukebox. Put the quarter in. Bomb Iran. Even if there's no connection, bomb Iran. Sick bastards. Now, uh, the Biden administration did give $6 billion to Iran. Money is fungible. And so where'd that $6 billion go? What's going on with it? John Kirby, greasy little man, take it away. Why is it that you won't come out and say that the U.S. does not intend to let this money get, go to Iran? Jackie, we, we've always had, since the beginning, we've always had the ability to provide oversight over the disbursement of these funds. We've always had the option, uh, uh, t- if, if we wanted it, to look at transactions and to make a call about whether we found it valid or not. That has not changed. And even now, as you and I are speaking, none of that money has been accessed by anybody. It's still all there. Is it because we think that freezing it essentially again would complicate uh, any negotiations with Iran or our ability to get Americans home in the future? I'm not going to go into any more detail. So 22 Americans uh, lost their lives. Last report. Uh, there may be, there may be, who knows how many may be held hostage right now, currently, uh, and may yet lose their lives. The Biden regime has been funding the terrorists and trying to open back up the JCPOA 
the Iran nuclear deal to hand Iran a nuclear weapon and a bunch of money because that's going to stabilize the Middle East as they fund the militants who put uh, balls and shrapnel ball bearings straight through the eye sockets, limbs and arms, legs and internal organs of our service members when they were in Iraq. It wasn't the Iraqis building the roadside bombs. It was the Iranians. Same in Afghanistan. So the Biden regime is walking hat in hand to these terrorists, this terrorist regime, and rewarding them for slaughtering us, opening our border so that Iranians can flood across it. Wow. That seems as though they're actually inviting another terrorist attack. As though they want this to happen. As though the chaos of war can allow them to do all manner of evil. And what is Joe Biden concerned about? Let's tune into the White House yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, here's here's our president of the United States. This From the strength and all the military might and all the stature of the White House. Talking about what everyone is concerned about right now, which is junk fees at the Taylor Swift concert pass what my friends in the front row here mostly support junk fee the junk fee junk fee prevention act hard to say anyway but all kidding aside i'm asking congress to take the action so this makes it a matter of law the what what now hey hey old man what do you think about israel Ever, that this this has the potential to cause World War Three, right? Re, re, revelation, end times, right? Building of the new temple. What do you think about Israel? That's like super important. Wake up, wake up. Here, oh good. Now he's going to answer on Israel. Go. I, I just look. I mean, I'll never forget. Well, I won't go into that. Anyway, I I, I just think that. Uh, if we stay true to our values. Oh my God, we're going to lose World War Three. We're going to lose a world war. We're going to lose a world war and we're going to be a vassal state. Oh my God. This was the reason that Joe Biden was installed. Okay, well, what if Joe Biden, what if they get Joe Biden? What if there's, so there's the terrorist act, the attack that happens, they use that as, the deep state uses that as leverage to kick out Joe Biden, right? And then what do we get? Let's go ahead and check in on who comes next. All right, here we go. Kamala, from yesterday, Give us some clear, I know this is going to be hard, but maybe, maybe, all right, maybe, blind squirrel finds the nut, broke clock, right twice a day. Maybe Kamala can give us some hope. Let's go. (laughs) Don't hear no. I eat no for breakfast. Don't hear no. (laughs) Always believe in what can be unburdened by what has been. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm just going to have to put some uh, Purell in my eyeballs. Oh, ow. It burns. Okay. All right. After seeing those clips. Okay. <sighs> Don't want to know what Kamala Harris eats for breakfast. I have read the reports and I can't say it on the show, actually. Uh, but there's a reason. There's a reason she's at. Uh, one Naval Observatory Circle, and it's not family-friendly. So maybe we can move past Kamala's uh, 
protein diet and move directly into Kamala Harris talking about the most important thing, right? Like Israel, Palestinians killing each other, World War III, America's going to be dragged into it. We have Air Force car we have air aircraft carrier right off the coast, right? Come on, Kamala. Give us the hot dish. Let's go. So I'll tell you one of the things about me. So I'm kind of a nerd on certain levels about certain things. So here's one reveal. I love Venn diagrams. <laughs> I love Venn diagrams. I'm telling you, whenever I'm facing like a conflict and I need to sort it out, give me a Venn diagram every day of the week, right? So Venn diagram of two circles, so zero, zero, and that is Kamala Harris's IQ. That is, it is, I'm so fearful for this moment. As a father, I'm very fearful for this moment. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I do have skin in the game. I, I do have a reason to want America to continue into the future and to have hope for my children. Uh, joining us in one moment will be Mike Cernovich, a man who is a prophet, I think, in his time and who also has children and will be able to explain for us what is happening right now. What the hell is going on here? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please, though, uh, before we get to Mike, consider uh, protecting yourself in these trying times, like dangerous times, uh, times where you might need some physical assets, like, I don't know, a firearm or maybe some gold. You should go to my friends at Allegiance Gold. This is a moment on the brink with our country, inflation at a 40-year high, uh, collapsing all around you. You can see that gold prices are one of the things that are not actually collapsing. Isn't that interesting? Stock market is going through the floor uh, along with the value of the American dollar, but physical gold retains its value, especially in times of crisis. Go to protectwithbenny.com today or call 8446-BENNY and get up to $5,000 in free silver with qualifying purchase. Do not wait. Protect with Benny today. My friends at Allegiance Gold will take care of you. Protectwithbenny.com today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, no introduction for Mike Cernovich. He's just the greatest on this stuff. Has a lot of very interesting takes on this current disaster that we find ourselves in. Cerno, let's go. Mike, what's going to be the future for our children here? The future is Islam, right? I got so much trouble a few years ago. I actually lost 11,000 followers at the tweet because I said the future is Muslim. And as you've seen over the past week, because I think this is the pre before you really read me or, um, at the time. But before this week, people didn't realize that I often say things that are true or tend to be true, whether or not I endorse them or not, right? People go, oh, you can actually, there's a whole mythos of Cernovich is a secret Muslim because of that tweet and some other tweets. But we can see that that's where, that's where the trend is heading. And if you had asked me, you know, do, do I have anything against Islam? The answer would be like, obviously, no. The issue, of course, because they get along well in Jordan, that, that, Americans, I think, misunderstand how well people of different religious faiths can face can get along because they do in certain countries. But what we have in America and especially in Europe isn't really uh, Islam. It's a very radical form of something that is unrecognizable from mainline Islam. 
So when you see the rallies in Dearborn, Michigan, maybe we can load that clip where you have entire theaters waving Palestinian flags along with every seemingly every uh, institution for higher education promoting and praising and celebrating Hamas on campus. Should Americans be quite concerned about this? Concern, you know, concern is maybe the wrong word. It's tricky, right? We're we're in a difficult time. People like you, people like me, people who want to see humanity flourish because yeah. we don't want to say, oh, we don't trust Muslims or Muslim this, Muslim that. And what what I, I'm not seeing, though, and I wish I would, and I think people are afraid to do it, is I've been telling my friends, you need to let people know that though that that's not you. You're not about that. You're not about because they're not they're not about Hamas. But I think they're afraid of the radicals. In Dearborn, the radicals like Rashida Tlaib, right? Mm -hmm. what, what, what I love when her, she's talking about civil rights now, right? I always look and I go, what would she say about January 6th and the gulags? What'd she say about Trump supporters? Trump supporters, of course, would be ethnically cleansed if they had enough power to do so. But now suddenly, oh, you got you to gotta have the civil rights view of Palestinians and Palestine is a good cause. So a, a lot of things that have gone wrong. One is there's been Dozens, maybe hundreds of attacks, terrorist attacks, including the Paris Theater, theater Massacre, um, led by ISIS and other the radical extremist groups. You don't hear about that in the U.S. Those don't get covered while well. those get covered up. And that was because there was a whole plot, as we covered in Hoax and then a movie before that, to resettle the, Europe, which is, oh, that's Tucker Carlson's uh, great replacement conspiracy theory. Cancel Tucker Carlson, right? Because Tucker said that, hey, maybe you guys want to take a look at what's happening. Um, no, no, you can't do that because that means, you you know, you hate everybody. So now, of course, we're in 2023 and all this is like obvious, right? To me, it, it's like, wow, oh, who could have seen this coming? Literally, Nigel Farage, Raheem, every conservative, Tucker, you, Charlie, Kirk, I mean, I, Jack was everybody. Everybody, Alex, everybody, literally everybody said this is going to happen, right? And then it's happening, and now people expect us to have some, like, reaction to it. And I'm thinking, whoa, where were you 10 years ago, right? How about you go back 10 years? And, and by, by you, I mean the never-Trumpers. I mean the people who are – boy, isn't that interesting to watch the never-Trumpers try to finger-wag at, finger at us? Isn't that something, right? Where do you fall on this uh, Tucker Carlson? You brought up Tucker. Tucker and Ben Shapiro are feuding right now. Sean Hannity and Vivek got into it last night. There's this big schism inside of the conservative movement. Uh, and you're starting to see sort of the maybe the last gasp of the neocons uh, inside of this crumbling temple that they used that, that they built. And then the, the rise of maybe a, a Teddy Roosevelt, more of like a muscular uh, America first uh, energy in the party that actually has the capacity to overtake the neocons that we're seeing for the first time, I think maybe in my lifetime. Like, first off, where do you fall on that Amazing. debate? Where Amazing do you fall on that debate? And where, and where, like, where are we headed? Do we have the energy to actually overtake the neocons in the conservative movement? That's the most important point that I haven't even thought of in that way that anybody said, which is the schism you're identifying is an important one because the neocons aren't pro-Israel, they're pro-war. And Israel is their mm. proxy to mm. agitate for war. So does anybody think Lindsey Graham is pro-anything, right? Oh, Lindsey Graham, he just loves Israel, and that's why he wants to bomb Iran. Does anybody believe – does anybody think John <laughs> Kelly, right, who wrote the brain aneurysm, 
to fly to D.C. to break a campaign promise about Obamacare, which he said he would repeal. And that's how he got reelected. Trump helped. Right. Anyway, think, oh, you know, John McCain, he just really loves the people of Israel. What a what a great man. And that's why he has all these views about Iran and other countries. No, no, no. So what we're identifying are the people who are just they're just legitimately poor, pro-war. And they just want to see the wholesale slaughter of people either for financial gain like Lindsey Graham or Lindsey Graham blackmailed. Some people are asking questions about a certain senator in Arkansas who, you know, seems to be changing some positions and asking questions about why that might be. And it's important to recognize those are just a pro-war cause because American firsters are 99 percent pro-Israel. We're just anti going in for war. And by the way, all my friends in Israel are like, that's great. But don't let the U.N. send us to war crime tribunals. And we're like, yes. deal, deal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that does absolutely seem like such a rational thing. Like, wait a second, take care of your own borders. In in this border situation with America, or is it, sometimes might, sometimes might does make right. Like, we shouldn't be allowed, you live in California. Like, we shouldn't, we, we, we should be able to militarize our border and stop our country from being invaded. I, I'm a, totally in favor of that. And that seems to be, it, like, if there is some type of horrible, attack in America and it comes via the open border. I don't think there's any way that Joe Biden politically survives that. Well, we had that San Bernardino shooting a while. We have had horrible attacks and the media here covers it up. The never Trumpers cover it up. The never Trumpers smeared anybody who talked about this kind of stuff. The ADL smeared everybody. The SPLC would smear everybody. And now they're, they're have the roosters are coming home to roost, I guess is maybe that's an old man expression. I don't know if younger people say it, you know, a boomer, my boomer, you know, my gray hairs are showing now, <laughs> but you know, it really is. Okay. Trump's tweets offended you so much that you couldn't vote for him. Yes. But now you're saying, how dare you Cernovich and Benny and everybody else? How dare you not support Israel enough? And you're like, Whoa, who moved the embassy to Jerusalem, bro? Yeah. We were all for that. We we're like, fine. Or at least at the, at the very least, I didn't care. I didn't say, well, don't do it because it's going to be terrible, right? Versus Obama and the, the Iran deal. So they're wagging their fingers. And then you have all these left-wing groups who deplatform people who said, hey, you might want to watch out for these migration patterns. You might want to you might want to think, even if for, for your own self-interest, that some people are coming into this world that don't like you. Maybe you should think about that. We have a nice thing going. No, no, no. You're evil. You're evil. You're evil. It's like, okay. So now you want me to just... What? What do you want? Right. That's how I feel like just say, like, what do you want from me? Right. You tried to destroy me for trying to prevent everything that's happening right now. That's right. Which, right. We got we got Trump in. This doesn't happen under Trump. Does anybody not even the never Trumpers, you know, they, they, they're just, you know, they don't want to admit it. That's why they have to dig up that little one Hezbollah line about Trump, which Trump says about everybody. A left-wing tactic. If you call someone your adversary was smart, then that means you're praising them or whatever. That that's all they can have because everybody knows that they're accountable. So my message to people: I don't care who it offends, because I have friends who voted against Trump. Is don't come to me with anything, man. You need to get in a mirror and say, why was I such a? I don't know. I don't want to use gendered language, but why did Trump's mean tweets matter to you? more than stopping Islamic terrorism, Yes. right? Because final question, because I know our segments are winding down, Benny, for you and others to think about, because I think you talked about it. In and, and this is a good question. Ask all your friends and all your never Trump friends. Did anybody talk about radical Islamic terrorism in the 2020 debates? No, 
The answer is no. Yeah. Did that exist? Yes. (laughs) That's such a great point, Serto. That's such a great point. No, it was it was totally irrelevant because there was relative peace. I mean, Saudi Arabia was coming to the table with Israel along with what? How many other countries signed the Abraham Accords? Like half right. a dozen. And, and it was it was growing. It was a growing trend. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was, so it was good for business. In. It's good for business. It's great. Flights going, and nobody, and and that's the thing. Nobody, nobody wants war. That's why you make the first thing that happens when you have a war is after the initial momentum and bloodlust and everything is people immediately want peace because there's no winners in war. You have friends who are veterans. Everybody, the even the people who the people like the the Israeli soldiers who kill Hamas terrorists are still going to see things that's going to haunt them for the rest of their lives. Yes, right. That's right. Nobody wants. We, I, 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 I love this. We need to do a long form on this, on like the, the Republican stance on war and, and redefining it into more of a Teddy Roosevelt, like like a more muscular, for, like muscular policy here at home uh, to prevent it. And then projecting that uh, uh, around the world and, 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 and not getting the entanglements that destroy well, empires, which is where well, and that, and that was the Trump. That was the Trump counterterrorism strategy. So what I've because I was reporting this at the time, a few other people would, the way Trump revolutionized counterterrorism is he brought back the old ways, right? The old ways are, hey, Benny, you and Cerno want to go to war. Well, how about you pick up your sword, he picks up his sword, and spare all these other guys, and we'll see who's the better better fighter, <laughs> right? King king versus king. And so that's when Trump killed, remember when Trump killed Khomeini, all these people who are agitating for war now? We go. Oh, maybe that was a breach of norm. Can't because Lindsey Graham wants Iranian kids bombed. He doesn't want other kings bombed because then he might have to worry about himself. And now he's got skin in the game. He's not just some guy mouthing off, right? So he goes, No, no, no. We'll let we'll let all the just people. We'll tell them go patriotism. Here's your talking points. You guys all go kill each other. And we're not going to do anything. We're going to let Hamas hang out in Qatar, right? The lead, we know where the leaders are. We know, where right. there's, we know where they are. We know where the al-Qaeda guys that Obama released for the Bergdahl uh, trade are. We know where they are. So put them 10 guys on a plane, ship them over to, <laughs> ship them over to Israel. They can, they can have trials, and we can all watch the, the public trials, right? And nobody's suggesting that, but everybody is talking, of course, about bombing more people and invading other countries. Uh, Cerno, I think that you would actually defeat me in a sword fight. I, I have, I just have a, I have a feeling that you are, you would be a good swordsmith as well as you are a wordsmith. Everyone needs to subscribe to Cernovich's Substack. Everyone needs to subscribe. It is a, an absolute must read, ladies and gentlemen, an absolute must read. And he has a beautiful family and an incredible philosophy from the other side. Yeah. Thank you, Mike, for being on the Oh, it's a pleasure, guys. Be well. Gentlemen, Mike was talking a lot about Donald Trump and Israel and what is Trump's take on Israel? Well, we played you the tomfoolery and ass hattery of the Biden, Kamala, Kamala, Harris, Harris, Biden administration. Here's what Donald Trump was up to. And tell me if you can spot the difference. They're very interesting. The recent terror attacks are also a reminder of the deadly dangers that we face from Joe Biden's demolition of our own borders 
here on American soil. Can you imagine what's happening with these people pouring in under Biden? The same people that attacked Israel, killing, raping, torturing and maiming innocent civilians are right now pouring into our once beautiful USA. I have to say that once beautiful because what's happened to our country in three years is not even to be believed. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people who are fighting. Corey Mills is one of them. I want to give you a precursor to our next guest on the program. Corey Mills is a Republican congressman who has been actively assisting and helping uh, Americans in Israel uh, get back home safely. There's no more honorable thing that anyone can do. Corey Mills has blamed this chaos on the Biden regime. Please observe. Biden administration, again, weakness invites aggression. And Iran, China, Russia, and North Korea, they are preying upon this weakness in the White House, this weakness in this administration, their priorities on wokeness as opposed to freedoms and safeties of Americans. And I can tell you right now, as an elected official, I'm not going to stand for it. And if I have to come over here and do Biden's job, then so be it. Congressman, 2.30 in the morning. I wish we had every... So joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, a member of Congress, Republican, who has been over in Israel doing Joe Biden's job, Corey Mills, joins the program. What a remarkable moment to be living in where you, sir, are doing the administration's job for them and saving Americans in Israel. Please uh, get, get us up to date on, on, on what's happening. Well, Benny, thanks for having me on. And unfortunately, this isn't the first time uh, we've had to actually step in and do Joe Biden's job. I mean, we remember in 2021 in the Afghan botched control when he had left thousands of Americans behind, uh, claiming that he had the most successful, largest air operation in the world, but not telling the rest of the people that about 60 percent of that aircraft was actual Afghans who had never been vetted, never had an SIV, P2 visa. He was just throwing people on a plane to chalk up numbers. Now, you would have thought that he would have actually learned his lesson from that. And especially my team and I, we actually conducted the very first successful overland rescue of Americans, which was a woman named Miriam and her three children from Amarillo, Texas. These are Amarillo, Texas natives that were left behind to die. An 11-year-old little girl, a 14-year-old boy, and a two-year-old little girl with their mother, thought that they had time to go there for one last time to see the grandfather and was left and abandoned behind. Now let's fast forward to today. In 2023, we're probably at our most vulnerable because weakness invites aggression. We've allowed the China, Russia, Iran, North Korea geopolitical alignment to grow stronger than it's ever been. Even though that's been something I've written about for the last six plus years and the over 40 articles I've published in my life. And meanwhile, we're sitting here watching on the world stage as our allies no longer trust us. Our adversaries no longer fear us. And we're seeing a growing aggression through the failed foreign policies that Biden continues to make. You know, it's the $6 billion in release. It's the now $30 billion plus dollars in oil that uh, Iran is selling right now. And remember, we're supposed to be under some huge sanction for Iran. But if you listen to John Kirby, he says, oh, well, there is this thing called supply and demand. Well, guess what? We also have our own supply. And we should be actually putting pressure on the Senate to pass H.R. 1, which passed in the House, called the Low Cost Energy Act. Let's get back to actually putting an America First agenda on the table. Let's talk about energy dominance, energy independent, energy security securing our own borders, stopping the wasteful and fraudulent spending of $114 billion in Ukraine to get us into these never-ending wars. Let's start prioritizing the safety and security of Americans. And that's why I'm here. If you're an elected official, at minimum, your job, yes, is to protect our Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. 
but it's also to make sure that we protect the freedoms, the rights, and the lives of American citizens. And I'm not going to sit on my hands if Joe Biden is not willing to step up, and I'm, I'm more than happy to do his job. And so far, I'm happy to say that we've, we've rescued over 77 Americans. Wow. That's 32 on the first day, 45 the second day. We are continuing to fight. We're continuing to go through there. And people can say whatever they want about my method or how we're doing it. But I can tell you right now, right now, it is Team Mills, 77 Americans, and Team Biden, zero Americans. And he has the full weight of the U.S. government behind him. You know, I, I mean, we just heard the other day, Benny, and I apologize for going into this rant, but Please. You know, he's talked about how they had sent this cargo plane in to help support the IDF. Look, I'm all about helping support the IDF right to its own defense, but I am not going to risk American lives in that process. And if he brought that cargo plane in there, why didn't he announce that through the State Department or others that there's an available plane to get people out? Some of the people I pulled out yesterday had been there for four, five, six days canceled flights, no way out, some running out of money and couldn't afford a hotel room. I mean, this is what we're actually facing. And meanwhile, the new plan that's come in, and I truly believe that the reason that he's pushing so hard, Joe Biden, to get a charter flight running right now is because I'm burning up the airwaves every time I come off of a, of a rescue to basically put shame on him to where I can force the White House's hand to start actually stepping up and doing something. And now he puts a charter in place. And guess what? You have to sign a promissory note that you're going to pay the U.S. government back for them evacuating you and getting you to safety and freedom. Now, I wish you would have put a promissory note to Zelensky for $114 billion. That would have been a lot better. <laughs> but no, he wants to actually charge the American people. I mean, this is absolute lunacy, Benny. How, how is it that you are accomplishing this? Is, are these private donations? Are you going in with a private jet? Like, how, how, is, how are you accomplishing myself, your mission? Benny, and I'm doing everything through ground operations. I'm literally coming across the border every single day, training, and, and basically with me, the... <laughs> I'll tell you a really funny story. Yesterday was probably the most easiest, safest way that I've ever run because I actually had two of my guys with me the whole time who I've known for over 18 years, who I did the Afghan rescue with, who I'd been in Iraq and Afghanistan in the past with. And we went in there and it was, we went to the West Bank, went into Jerusalem and was successful and everything went smoothly. The first day I went in, the story that people don't know is that I had a transportation all arranged for me. You know. I had flown in out of D.C., just felt this conviction to go help people because I knew that there was people in need. Flew into Jordan, immediately went, crossed the border, got to the actual point where I'm supposed to have a vehicle and a, a bunch of guys waiting for me on the other side, a bunch of guys, two guys, on the other side. Well, they had went into the wrong bridge, and so they didn't come to the cross point. And so I sat there for a minute talking to my guys. Now, one of my guys had not – he had just arrived at 1130, so it was like an hour and a half after I'd already gotten to the border. And the other one wasn't going to arrive for four more hours. So there I am sitting by myself with just a driver, and we can't cross the bridge. My driver can't go across. So I literally had to, to go through the process, walk across the bridge. But I just said, you know what? I, I, I'm going to make this happen. Just get on the ground and make it happen. Walk across the bridge. No vehicle there. I took a taxi cab the first time all the way to Tiberias so I could link up with the first person to basically get into the consolidation. And I remember I walked in and I told her, I said, listen, Silver, I said, here's the thing. I know I was supposed to have a security guy with me. I know we're supposed to have a little bit of a, a better mechanism as far as our SUVs. I just got on the ground, you know, less than 12 hours ago. And that's why I'm here. If you trust me, if you believe in me, I promise you, I'll make sure you get the safety. But I need to get us to Nazareth. And in that interim, I'll make sure we get transportation arranged. But we're going to be taking a taxi. And I said, which, by the way. It's probably one of the more safer routes because we're going to blend in and no one in a million years is going to think that we're going to be running around in a taxi right now. Hmm. So we took a taxi in between 
that Plymouth Tiberius and all the way to Nazareth, I had it was able to lock on a, a, a bus that was there that was able to be able to secure and consolidate everyone. And that was the day that I finally got us back across with 32 members. But you know what? Not everything goes to plan, but that's okay. You have to have the determination, the will, and the conviction to know that what you're doing is you're trying to save American lives. And that's what continues to drive me every single day. And guess what? The next morning, I was getting ready to go back on a new run. And this young boy who was part of that rescue on the first one was named Easton. He's nine years old and his little sister, Edie, who's six. I've got the audio of it. And I'll have to share it with you so that you can actually use this one day for the program. But I'm getting ready to go back across the border on yesterday's mission where we got 45 people out where it went real smooth. And I get this message from his father, Wesley, who, by the way, just texted me and said they're now home safe in the U.S. And it's, it was his son on audio doing a prayer for me mm. and telling me that he prayed for me to be able to be protected, shielded, and be swift. And at the end, he said something that really touched me. He said, and I hope when I grow up, I can be like you. Mm. That's what this is about. It's not about the money. It's not about the publicity. It's not about the thing. It's about the idea that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Not as an elected official, but just as an American, as a good person. You know, evil prevails because of good men who are unwilling to step up. And so my whole thing is, is that I'm not going to be defined as an American, just like no one else should be, by an inept and feckless administration. I'm not going to be defined by someone who's unwilling to actually go over there and do what is right. If he yes. won't do his job, I'll step up and do it every time. Yes, that's right. That's right. Joe Biden is a is a slur on all of us, but it doesn't have to be. And you're again, I want to dig down into your mission here. You are rescuing Americans, getting them out of the West Bank, uh, getting them out of areas West where they Bank, could potentially Jerusalem, where they could potentially Nazareth, Tiberias, where they could be kidnapped. Right. So, right. so so you're trying to protect them from being in a, a, a hostile situation or an area where they could be kidnapped or used for leverage. Well, that, but also I'm looking at the geopolitical ramifications here. If you think about the uh, layout that I talked about, the Russia, Iran, China, North Korea, Iran is one of the key things that we need to be focused in on because of their proxy militia capabilities. You have the general secretary of uh, Hezbollah, which is Hassan Nasrallah, who a lot of people don't realize that he's cozied up to Iran even more so than what a lot of people expected. During the Trump administration, when we had a, a successful counterterrorism operation that eliminated Qasem Soleimani, the Quds Force commander, and also Abu Mehdi al-Mohandis, who is the uh, Hakti al-Shabi Iraq proxy militia leader. What Hassan Nasrallah did was he wanted to take away the step up, and he had his son marry Qasem Soleimani's daughter so that he could get closer to the Ayatollah. That means that Lebanon is even more weaponized than before. Now you've got Hamas, which is also being weaponized because of the fungible expenditures of that $6 billion that was released and unfrozen. And now you've also got to look at across the border in the Golan Heights, you have the Syrians there. You also have Heidi al-Amadi and Qais Ghazali in Iraq, who is pledging support from the Qatar of Hezbollah and also the Hashti al-Shabi. They are surrounded when it comes to Israel's position right now. And the fact is, is that when Benjamin Netanyahu made the actual decision that he was going to go ahead and make sure he wipes out Hamas, which he has to wipe out Hamas, then that's going to go ahead and demonstrate the strength needed to, I think, is going to keep a lot of the proxies off. The problem is, is that this is a powder keg. And at any point in time, Israel could be fighting on multiple fronts. We already know that there's been artillery and anti-tank rocket missiles that's been fired back and forth when it comes to the Syrian border. We already know that Hassan Nasrallah and Hezbollah are starting to position themselves up on the border in some ways to act as an aggressor. We know the fight that's going on in Gaza. And what is happening right now is they're dropping leaflets for 24 hours out as they start phase two of the operations. There are many elements of this, and we have to start thinking of things more in analytics and less in singularities. 
and understanding that this would not be happening if America actually presented strength the way we did in the Trump administration yes. with an America first agenda that had good foreign policy that understood the significance of things like the Abrams Accord. And again, the Abrams Accord is such a monumental and historical thing. You're talking about something that had not been done since the two times of 1979 and 1994 with Egypt and Jordan itself. Now you get Gulf countries coming in. But the other reason that Israel had to basically get this to stop is because Iran saw KSA in the normalization talks with Israel, and that would have been a pivotal stabilization moment if it was KSA, who is the Mecca, by the way, who would have been recognizing and normalizing relationships with Israel. And that's why Iran had to disrupt this, utilizing Hamas, and thanks to Joe Biden having the necessary funding, that's where all this is starting to originate. It all goes back to Joe Biden's recklessness. I mean, think about it, Benny. Secretary Gates and the Obama-Biden administration, Secretary of Defense, who was a Democrat-appointed secretary, he said on air, live, that Joe Biden is the only individual that he's ever met who's been 100% wrong on foreign policy every single time. So is it a shock that we're in this position? No. Is it a shock that we're going to see something similar to this if we're not careful with cells that are going to pop up in the United States because of millions that are coming across our border? Not in my opinion. We have so to start thinking about securing our nation, making sure we're standing for our allies, protecting Americans regardless of where they're at, making sure we get into an economic prosperity and stop spending our way into the, the abysmal feat of $33 trillion, which is going to actually be the teetering point of our physical irresponsibility that's going to cause an economic crisis like we saw with the, the Roman Empire where they couldn't service their debts any longer. We are in a critical moment. There's so much that needs to be done. And bottom line is that Biden is intentionally, intentionally getting No one can talk to me about fecklessness or ineptitude. This is puppeteers in the deep state and the swamp who are basically leading us into a multiple front of economic, diplomatic, and military weakness that is going to allow China to be a hegemony utilizing WHO and WEF to go ahead and advance their Belt and Road Initiative, cut off Western Hemisphere supply chain, and they are in our Western Hemisphere right now with the Chavez of Venezuela, Pedro and Colombia, economic coercion of Honduras and Panama that controls the canals, and now they're building a spy and military training base in Cuba. This is a multiple effort front. People, I don't think, understand what time it is. I believe that we are actually in phase one of Americans waking up. And I am I am encouraged by the number of people who are scratching their head going, wait a second, I'm, hold on, my Harvard's funding Hamas? H Harvard is supporting Hamas? A hundred student groups are, are doing that? We're we not going to get my, my money anymore, right? The police station in New York. Yes, that's exactly correct. Like, I, I believe that we are in a moment of people waking up and it's wonderful to see stories like yours actually cause a lot of people to go, wait, a, a member of Congress is just over there by himself, like rescuing Americans. What the hell is Joe Biden? What the hell? Well, I'm trying to bring back this weird thing, Benny, where back then you used to have statesmen who were people of action, yeah. not politicians who are only people who talk. Yes, that's right. A little more action, a little less talking, please. And a little more action for our country, the people who actually give you power, the people you're supposed to represent, please. And that would be very nice. God bless you, Congressman. Is How can people support your work? Well, Benny, the biggest thing is continue to get the word out. You've been doing an amazing job by sharing my stuff on social media and kicking it out there, and I'm grateful for that. Um, I, I just got to keep burning up the airwaves and making sure we're getting our message out that America, we're awake, we're not woke. And what we're actually going to do here is we're going to take back our country to be the constitutionally based, physically responsible America first uh, uh, platform that President Trump is putting in place. And that we have to continue to point out these faux pas and these failures by the Biden administration so that the American people can know in 2024 this is truly 
the most important election that you're ever going to be a part of and that we have to do more. It is time for us to stop being the silent majority, stand up and recognize that it's we the people, not we the government, and that we are actually the majority when we get our voice together, we unify. The grassroots cannot be stopped. And if you believe in, you know, I, you don't even have to be in Florida 7th District. If you believe in our Constitution, the American values, American exceptionalism, and things that we hold dear, even if you're not in my district, I promise you, I still represent you in Congress. So if you like what I'm doing and you like the fact that I'm willing to stand up and call this out and actually take action, do everything you can to keep me in office because you can guarantee the deep state will come after me. Damn right. Damn right. Spitting fire. Quick, Quickly, Jim Jordan, Steve Scalise dropped out Peter. officially yesterday. What's going on? Well, I endorsed Jim a long time ago. He's exactly what we need for America right now. He's exactly the guy that's going to go after and stop the weaponization of the DOJ, understands the importance of securing our border, knows that we can't keep spending our, our, our way into the abysmal feet that we have. I mean, we can't cut our way to prosperity. We have to have a real plan this time and actually get an economic growth strategy in place that allows us to grow our GDP, to offset that national debt ratio. I, I, the funny part is, is I won't vote for a CR. I won't vote for AUMFs. I want to repeal an AUMF. I don't care if we ever fund the UN again, which has never actually done anything to our benefit. I think that we have to start holding people accountable when it comes to NATO and their 2%. And here's the whole thing. I don't even think it should be a percent anymore. It is a flat fixed fee. You don't pay it. Article 5 is enacted. Too bad. You're not part of this plan. I am sick of America being abused and the American taxpayer holding the ball here. Jim Jordan understands that. He is completely on board. He knows how the system works. I think that he would be a great person to lead the country. I was making a joke just today with a buddy of mine. I said, I may go back and forth across the Jordan River to save Americans, but it's going to be Jim Jordan who actually saves America by taking the house. We <laughs> need to stand together right now. We need to be true America first conservatives. We need to get back to what it was to actually protect this nation and represent the people. And again, it's about restoring America's voice, not stealing its voice and allowing it to be sold to lobbyists and others. Yes. Yes. Wow. That was really, that was really good. Pun work there. Fantastic. Supporting Jordan from Jordan. Yeah, let's go, Congressman. Thank you. You are welcome back on the show anytime. You're truly an American hero. God bless you and Godspeed. Thank you, buddy. God bless you. Appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, we will jump right into the House Speaker's race. We have so much wood to chop here. Please. Please stay connected with our program. Please use Patriot Mobile when you do that. These are trying times and dangerous times, and we need to stay connected. I use Patriot Mobile. The reason I do that is because they are the number one, trust me, the number one and only Christian conservative wireless service provider with the best network across the nation. You can use the same network. All three major networks use Patriot Mobile. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service will help you out. They support veterans. They support our freedoms. They support our sanctity of life. And that is what is most important. Go to PatriotMobile.com today slash Benny. PatriotMobile.com today or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT for free activation with you. Use the offer code Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. So Steve Scalise won the internal election and then dropped out because he couldn't get enough support. Crazy, crazy man. So now it's looking like Jim Jordan may get it. There are a couple of people who won't vote for Jim Jordan. The margins are really thin, but we have some, some crazy times. I mean, it's crazy times. Now, everybody that said that like the entire universe would collapse if McCarthy uh, was removed. Well, that's not true. Uh, Congress carries on, but the world is quite evidently focused on the uh, Israeli crisis and conflict right now. 
the mostly peaceful day of jihad. And so this really this would normally be leading the news, but it really isn't getting a lot of play. So again, Scalise won 113 votes to 99, which shocked me, to be quite honest with you. But maybe I'm just so entrenched. My sources are all within like the Jim Jordan wing of the party. I thought Jim Jordan was going to roll with this. And now it looks like Jim Jordan is reemerging as the logical choice. So we'll see, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see. Uh, Scalise has dropped out officially. Uh, Donald Trump talking about Matt Gates, of course, the person who agitated this current moment in Republican leadership. Have a have a watch. Did Matt Gates hurt the party uh, by ousting, leading a march to oust Kevin McCarthy? Well, he's he was upset that Kevin uh, was doing a lot of the Obama work. He was working on the budget and getting something approved that you know we could have gotten a lot for. And the debt ceiling, everybody was hurt with that. At the same time, Kevin's a great guy; he's a wonderful guy. But people were hurt by that. So Donald Trump saying, "Hey, I can understand. Hey, I understand it. Kevin McCarthy's not resigning. Kevin McCarthy is still around. Kevin McCarthy's a really good fundraiser, so hopefully he can work hand in glove with Jim Jordan, who I think he likes a lot." But also Steve Scalise has blood cancer, and I've seen cancer up close. I, I just returned from seeing the effects of cancer up close. This this is not something that you wish on anyone and certainly not something that you should be doing. The, one of the toughest jobs on planet Earth, being Speaker of the House, um, well, you're fighting this kind of horrible disease. So anyway, we wish all the very best to Steve Scalise, who was also shot up by a Bernie Sanders supporter uh, and a Democrat, uh, a raving uh, lunatic who had been – uh, weaponized and radicalized by the Democrat Party uh, on a baseball field. You might recall Steve Scalise had to be, had to be med- medevaced. Uh, breaking, McCarthy is backing Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. Well, there we go. McCarthy says he's supporting Jordan. Here we go. Breaking news from, what's that, a second ago. McCarthy reportedly backing Jim Jordan for Speaker. Well, hot damn. There you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Your breaking news. I'm glad we pushed the show a little bit later today. <laughs> and if you watched, well, we have a little gift for you at the very end. Donald Trump talking about Joe Biden being on cocaine. Let's do salt that lib. How about we do salt that lib? All right. We'll do the salt that lib because Donald Trump getting out the big salt shaker talking about where the hell did the cocaine bag go at the White House? There's never been a time where we've been closer. We're inches away and we have a man that literally can't speak. He can't get off a stage. The other day he tried to get off a stage. Now look, I'm up here now. There are a lot of people. There's a lot of television going crazy. There's so much. I'm up here. But you know, when I'm finished, I'm going to look over there. I'm going to see an exit. I'm going to look over there. I can take that one, that one. And what I can't do is walk through the back wall. Then he turned her. Did you see the other day? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know what happens after about 20 minutes, the stuff that he's taking wears off. So it gets really big. Gets a little groggy. Gets a little bit groggy. They say, get him off the stage. That shit's wearing off, man. Get him off. No, no, no. And I'm sure that the cocaine that they found in the White House that nobody... For, I, I'm sure... I feel certain it had nothing to do with Hunter and Joe, by the way. Here, Dad, have a little of this stuff. It's going to liven you up a little bit. 
Can you imagine they found a stash that you wouldn't believe and nobody laid claim to it? <laughs> oh. Donald Trump, I know something you don't know, and I got something to tell you. It was Joe using the blow. Joe Biden, what a guy. Donald Trump's impression of Joe Biden is spot on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for supporting us as we obviously needed a, a moment here again to celebrate life and to uh, to have a, a graceful and um, uh, you want it to be uh, like you want it to have humanity. Right. When 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 you're when when God calls up a family member. Right. You want there to be decency involved. Right. And, and, and you want it to be peaceful. And that is exactly what we we had over the last couple of days. And so we thank you uh, again for for your support and for understanding uh, while we were off the air for a, a number of days. Um, and we're back, baby. We're back with the verse of the day. Lord, the Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. And all the ends of the war earth will see the salvation of our God. Isaiah 52. Isaiah talking about. The ends of the earth, the end of the world as we know it. Is that what we're living in? I don't know, man. Are they going to start building the third temple next? Whew! I don't know, man. Read your Bible. Stay strapped. Don't stay strapped. Don't get clapped. Make sure that you're smart about how you are protecting yourself and that you are protecting yourself not only physically but spiritually. And that is really important on, on this program. It is why we, again, even in, in, in welcoming life, which I did over the last three weeks, or in, in, in saying goodbye to life, um, you trust God. And that's enough. And that's powerful enough. You simply trust God. And he says, I've got you. I've got you. So march with me, ladies and gentlemen, in the brigade. March with me. Stand upright. Do not be fearful. We do not have a heart of fear. We have the heart of a lion. And we will win. It's your boy, Benny. Have a beautiful weekend. And this is the greatest country on earth. See ya.